0: Welcome to the Night, Night podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Mr. Fernandes and...
1: I'm Chris Drywardna. Hello!
0: <laughs> and we are here to review the fourth annual Shots Talent Show, which is around from the fifth season of Learn, surely. Directed by Joel Zwick and written by Chris Thompson. Chris has some facts about them later in the show. Here's what the episode's about. After three years of setbacks and humiliations, the girls are finally put in charge of running the Shots Talent Show. But every single act they put forth is rejected by Mr. Shots, who after seeing Anna and Carmen perform a patriotic tap number together, realizes he wants to run a show with an American theme. The girls just want to rock out and put their friends on stage. Now they have to rewrite everything. If they don't redo their number, they'll be out of the show. Will they manage to reach a compromise that lets them and their friends show off their talents without risking the whole show? So what do you think of this one? (sighs)
1: You know, I... I I know I should have listened to my mother because she'd tell me... (laughs) that I would love this episode sooner or later. She didn't actually, she, she did she didn't tell me, she didn't tell me that I would love Uh, this episode, but yeah, but, but I, but I did, I loved it. This was great. This is a blast. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. Um, this is my favorite of the shots talent show episodes. Uh, it's the most cohesive. It's the most, the gang against the big shots. It's got the best variety of music. Uh, I like the plot line a lot better. I would probably rank um, the third one second, the first one. Then the third one third, the first one second, and then the second one comes all the way at the bottom because despite spite of the songs, uh, it doesn't work as well for me. But.
1: As in that would be season twos?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where would your ranking go?
1: Oh man. Um I'm still kind of thinking about that. I have a feeling this will probably end up being pretty high. I really did like uh I did like the second year, the the second yes. almost annual which was season 3. I I'm not even entirely sure exactly if it's just part of it I will say is is Harry as uh as as uh, the big shots was a, yes. a big uh, draw, yes. but I agree that it's missing something. Yes. And and that's and that's definitely a factor. The third, third, the the third one, which was in season four, I didn't like very much, yes. to be honest. It was very well orchestrated gags, but the whole way of turning Lenny and Squiggy into heels just doesn't work for me. Um, yeah. they, it almost like needed two yeah. new characters that were almost like the evil mustachioed versions of. I would have, I honestly would have been fine with David and La- David and and Michael in costumes with masks <laughs> and fake mustaches. Doing heel versions of those characters that wasn't actually Lenny and Squeaky, and Lenny and Squeaky show up at the end. and are like, hey, "Wait, what did we miss? What was going on?
0: <laughs> what do you want from us? We're evil, evil!"
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Because that's the catch. They the energy in that episode is very much like the mads from Mystery yeah. Science Theater, and it yeah. doesn't it doesn't work for them yeah, though.
0: Yeah. yeah, they they get to me. They really get too mean in that episode. The boys get, are too mean towards the girls. Girls are too mean towards the boys. That happens a few times on and off throughout canon, where it kind of just denigrates all the bonding they've done throughout the show. And it's annoying. It, it's annoying every single time. But in this episode, everybody's united. Everybody's united. They just want to play some rock and roll music, and Mr. Schatz is like, no, I must prove that Schatz is an American beer. It's American! American Sons for Your American Head.
2: <laughs> is his, is his oh, uh, my
1: God.
0: motto. Um,
1: but yeah, um, but, th- I, but this one, God. yeah. I was just gonna say that this one, yeah. I mean, straight out the gate with the uh introduction with uh with Frank, my mom almost yes. nosered when the Laverne pop- puppet popped <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> and you notice those are Mortimer Snurd and Charlie McCarthy puppets done up in drag. Mm-hmm it's so mean in a way it's mean and yet adorable it's very frank because his satire of both the girls is gentle but spot on
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: they don't want to hear it they don't want to hear it
1: and the fact there's even a tiny boo-boo kitty and the 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 little monogrammed l oh
0: oh pop i don't sound like that
1: (laughs) oh god jerry anderson would look at those puppets and weep um (laughs)
0: There is a slight resemblance around the elbow.
1: Yeah, that's that is true. Uh, but yeah, and I, I do admire that they were able to convince him to MC again. You know, doesn't the audience love yeah. when you tell them to shut up?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, I love everything about what that what, what the fuck is going on with Milo and Bernice? Yeah, because... that is
1: that that that's yeah. I mean, if. Yeah. I mean, because Milo hangs out in that costume a lot to the point yes. that
0: he has multiple animal acts. The year before he did something completely different.
2: It's wild. The year before he was not a bear.
0: Man. Apparently he yeah. just does, dresses up in animal costumes and dances. So it's interesting. He was an original, an original OG furry.
1: I guess so. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's I mean, and that's totally fine. I I know yeah. I know some I personally know some furries and they're they're great people. It's just it was but it just was a very like for this time and for this show, it just was interesting bit of comedy. It's a very yes. it actually it is fitting. This is a Chris Thompson episode because there'll be occasions when Chris will add some little like note that you figure he probably like wrote something down when he saw something, you yes. know, and it just ends up in his episodes. They they yeah. often do but yeah. but yeah dancing
0: bear make man dancing bear
1: right exactly <laughs> that um, what's what's oh. awesome by the way is that uh that actor who's in the uh, the costume this this the, the, the actor notes with us are really small today this week mm-hmm. but um but uh, milo is played by william sumper who was a sometimes bit player you know like in early tv like in the, the invaders Gunsmoke, etc he's in more than friends
0: no way that's so cool
1: yeah, he was he was the monk waiter. Uh, he also was the the oh, con- con- he also was the concessionaire in uh, Festival Part One. Um, we oh. will see him again. We'll we'll actually see him again soon. At least one more episode this season, and three more total for the series.
0: Okay, so. that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna say we need to watch more than Friends. As of this recording, eventually we will. We get a great hello entrance line here.
1: Oh gosh, yes.
0: Maybe he hates animals. Hello.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. There's
0: a terrific callback to that in the second reunion show in a way. In a way. I don't think it's intentional. Because they talk in the reunion about how Cindy is extremely involved in animal welfare. And uh, Penny goes, um, Cindy has a thing for animals. And David blurts out. Hello. <laughs> it's
1: perfect <laughs> oh so that is that what i love is that's layered that's a yes. layered reference
0: yes it's layered because for all of the folks who don't know about it Cindy and david dated for a period so during the show during the first season of the show Hmm. so that, yes that is layered in multiple ways
1: yep god so much fun um But yeah, that's, but it's great. It's a, it's a really good hello entrance. And I love uh, Lenny's line, you know, then why is a talking bear wasting his time dancing? (laughs)
0: This is so innocent. Uh, This leads into, if only I'd have listened to mama, which is my favorite Squid tone song ever. And the boys play this live and you could tell they are playing this live.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I love how on point it is for the time. It's like just in that place where it's just edgy enough, like a kind of like an Eddie Cochran song or something.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Michael and David talked, well, at least Michael did, talked about how they used to approach uh, writing Lenny and Squiggy songs. He said, we approach it in this manner. They don't know the Beatles are coming in two years. They are highly influenced uh, by by things like Joey D and the Starlighters. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And uh, Buddy Holly. And the Big Bopper. And... All of these uh, post Elvis pre Beatles acts, and they think this kind of rock and roll is going to last forever. They don't see John and Paul and Ringo and George coming over the horizon. So that's how they approach the Swigtones music.
2: Yep,
1: and it's it's it really interesting, and it and it lands perfectly the lyrics. And I'd yes. love to get some of that stuff past the censors in the same way like yes. old rock and roll. Like occasionally you'll yeah. see a reference yeah. that's like, oh, yeah. huh, yeah, okay, yeah. and this played yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, all that stuff happens in Night After Night. Oh, which certainly. Which is even bodyer in the, in the album version.
1: Oh, certainly. But oh, God, yes, it is. That,
0: yes, it is. That, that was getting shit by, shit by the radar. Yeah. But it's on. Right under the radar. Um, uh, If you look at certain pickup shots in this particular performance, I think most of it was played live. And then there was a second one second performance because in certain pickup shots, Michael's wearing his wedding band and then it's it disappears and then it reappears and that happens between yep. the wide and the close-ups, but you can see it if you take a good look. Yeah. So something must have happened when they had to reshoot a couple of things, but yes.
1: Yeah. Um, it could even just be that they did a second take, you know, and, and in yes. between takes it got put on or taken off or what have you. Yeah. Possibly,
0: possibly, possibly. They may I had to come back a couple of days later or whatever.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Those, those types. This is, this is why scripty script supervisors, continuity people, those types of folks, wardrobe. Yes. This is why you don't yes. do, you gotta, yes. they gotta be on top of things, you know, it's uh it's but
2: important.
0: The song happened in that time skip where the Vernon money got married and divorced in two weeks.
1: I mean, the girls <laughs> are, right with time school. The girls are super into the song. So I I love that. And I love that they've become fans of the boys' music at this point. I love that.
0: Yep. 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 You go from them first playing star crossed where Squiggy's on that clarinet and everybody can stand it to this performance where they're a really tight rock and roll combo and everybody's into it. The girls are into it for a reason because this episode took place right after the release of the Lenny and album. This happened right between season 4 and season 5. According to Michael McKeon, uh, by an interview with the A.V. Club, uh, what they had wanted to do, or what he specifically, his pitch, was that he wanted to do an album that sounded like a garage record, where the comedy bits would be discussions in between the songs. And it would just sound like you know, this really loose uh, band just uh, playing in a, uh unstructured environment. And they said, uh, no, this is the guys at Casablanca that they signed with. We want a live comedy album like uh, the Blues Brothers did because the Blues Brothers just had a huge hit hit record of them doing a live performance.
1: Yep, which I've, so, I've, I've heard as well. It's right. very good. Oh,
0: well, yeah, all of us have because that, that was one heck of a tight dance. According to Michael, quote, They bought it to Neil Bogart at Casablanca Records, and they wanted to do a live album, but I didn't like that idea. I wanted to do just like a garage album where you could have dialogue in between the songs. In other words, it was like the band rehearsing in a garage, and the songs would be episodes in that rehearsal. That was my concept anyway, but Neil Bogart said, No, we're looking for what the Blues Brothers had. The Blues Brothers had a live album that sold a lot of records, so that's what he wanted to do. So we did this thing at the Rocks, and it was all right. You know, it was kind of a mess, but we fixed it up a bit, patched it up a bit, put it out, and it didn't do anything. We did do live gigs, and after about the first three or four gigs, they got really good. We played at a club, I believe it was in Pittsburgh, and it was a really small room. And they sold about an extra 50 tickets, and there was no room to do anything but sweat and play. And he laughed at point. People were literally sitting on the equipment because there was no more seats. We played a great fucking show. We kept looking at each other going, where is this coming from? But you know, it really was turning into reality, that fantasy that we all have when we pick up an electric guitar for the first time. Someday you're going to be playing in a place like the Cavern Club. It's going to be too hot and swayed to move or do anything else other than play and have a good time. This is directly from his AV Club interview. That's pretty pretty awesome.
1: That's that's rock and roll.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, Like he said, they toured the act around the whole country. The very first gig was in Milwaukee, ironically, and it did not go well. He's talked about that on Twitter, that the uh, the sound was off, the mixing was off. It was a bad way to start the tour. They also did a lot of autograph signings all over the country. Uh, The album stiffed. Uh, This was a way to kind of promote it after the fact. And uh, that is why... You know, we have the full on Lenny and the Squick Tones insignia on the drum set. That is why the girls are rocking out instead of being horrified. And uh, that is why the guys ended up singing all this stuff on an episode of American Bandstand mm-hmm. around this time. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, the attempt to kind of get Lenny and the Squick Tones of Blues Brothers like following success story and it did not quite work out. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's weird. It's like, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I, I also feel like the world would have been very different and their careers would have been very, yeah. very different if this had yeah. taken off in the, in that sort yeah. of fashion.
0: Yeah. 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 Honestly, in a way it kind of worked out because during the Swigton tone sessions and in doing those gigs, that's how he and Christopher guest, Hooked up with Rob Reiner to do some stuff, and that led into Spinal Top, So that's right, yeah. In the end, it all works out.
1: Yep, Good Lawrence Benefield, Saint Hubbins.
0: Saint <laughs> Peter of quality football. I can't <laughs> do a British accent. <laughs> uh, I love that.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, that's that's a great find. I if I recall, you just showed me that that article ages ago, and I did. it's it's yes, I did. I, it's so good. Yeah, and the music, yeah. you know, it's to go into the band a little bit what's kind of cool is um the uh they do actually have folks from the american bandstand performance uh, performing with them in this uh case yes. uh, don yes. don packer and andy Haven, um which is uh who are two of the folks that were on there uh yes. their keyboardist was uh wg snuffly walden uh,
0: yes 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 uh he was part of the squigtones um traveling act as well roll tv theme songs
1: 30 something the wonder years and the west wing he has gotten yep. emmys he's performed with major acts yep. and he even did the entire score for McGarris's the stand
0: yeah that's so cool isn't it cool
1: that's so cool i love
0: that i love it uh he's done a lot of work with uh st- with folks i think like phil collins i think if they wouldn't be wouldn't it be surprised uh, me
1: yeah i mean he's been a, a session a musician since yes. like the early 70s yes yes
0: yes 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 but michael does mention in that interview that he uh he worked at some early spinal tap stuff too and he also uh, was one of the traveling musicians uh, with Sweet Tones live band. So was uh, Christopher Guest as Nigel Tufnell, mm-hmm. working out the original Nigel Tufnell character. Uh, he appears in the American Bandstand um, version of the band, in the touring band, obviously. Uh, he's not out, I don't think, in this episode. I don't think.
1: Mm-mm. He is not. sure
0: not. I thought
1: so. Yeah, now they have, uh, yeah, it's WG Snuffley Walden, Dom Packer, Andy Hamlin, and John Perillo.
0: And Michael on the guitar. <laughs> we have
1: to give up. Yeah,
0: short. okay, okay. <laughs> I, I am a simple woman. I enjoy looking at Michael McKean while he plays music. It's an enjoyable thing.
1: Well, at least I know what to get you for your birthday. Uh,
0: you can't buy him. He's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I meant, like, a photo <laughs> of him playing.
0: Hey! No, um, okay, that would please me, yes. Uh, <laughs> notice how messy his hair is Um, by the end of the song. Yes. That really stuck out to me. Versus Squiggy's hair is all plastered back, David's hair is all plastered back, and Michael's is all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just shows how into it he is.
1: Yeah, it's pretty intense. I love it. Yeah. But, Yeah. Um, and but uh, at
0: right into Betty and Eddie, doesn't it?
1: I was exactly gonna say. I uh, it is ama- Betty was like sixty-one when she filmed this, yes. and yes. she's yes. so good, so she's good.
0: Amazing! Oh, the timing there we made a beautiful <sighs> duo. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure to watch. Betty would go on tapping all the way into her eighties. Mm. So that's powerful. Some powerful stuff. She was a force
1: she, she, she absolutely awesome. complete hurricane yeah my, my mother also loved this part and and had to point out that she felt that uh, betty outpaces and out acts eddie through pretty much the entire oh. number eddie's oh. just trying to keep up the best he can sorry oh, carmine
0: boy i did not notice that i think that they were very synchronistic yes and i have to give eddie a lot of credit because he's got a ton of stage experience he gathered even more after the show but he had a lot of stage experience at this point. He was fat, He was discovered uh, doing, uh, I think, musical theater in Massachusetts. He's, wow. a, he's a local boy to me. Hmm. Uh, he's, he's, he's from the middle of the state, though. He's from Worcester. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's accrued a lot of stage experience. So I think he's doing his best. And he has a, when he and Penny dance together, you'll also notice yeah. that he can more hold the zone. I
1: but, do wonder if it might just be it's the difference in his experience versus his tap experience. Because, um, possibly. Because Betty's tap experience is very classic. It, it reminds me yes. of, of the the old school stuff that is yeah, really, yeah, yeah. you know, intense. And like that was what you kind of specialize in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. But I mean, it's, it still is a fantastic number. They're great. They're, their singing is wonderful. Their voices are great. Yes. Um, the outfits are adorable. I love the long takes. Uh, it feels like some of it's even actual singing on set because you can kind of hear the acoustics of the space. Um, yes. Yeah, it, it's – and I right. – I gotta I gotta say, will I have to ask, will Laverne ever get over the fact that she has a new mom who's, well, Edna no. freaking babish?
0: <laughs> I think she kinda of gets used to it kind of around season six, but I love Salad it, Mom! It's so great. Oh, it's so cute. I love her. I love that entire bit. Of yeah. course, Mr. Shots ruins everything.
1: Yeah, because it's like, I loved it. You're in the show because America
0: <laughs> America. We need more American stuff in America. More flags. Tiny flags. Give it to me. And then the girl's entirely bizarre conversation about orange pits and trees growing out of the belly button, which comes out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't come crying to me when an orange grove comes crawling out of your belly button. That's (laughs) not going to happen, Cheryl.
0: Uh, At least Laverne's reading Regis Digest and of true confessions.
1: That's true. Once. Yeah, wasn't it something you mentioned that it's like what? Why did what did she think yeah. the story was actually about?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. A, what did she think the story was actually about, and B, the fact that she actually thinks that true confession stories are genuine. I have uh, friends and my mother's best friend who wrote stories for true confessions that were bull honky, 100 bull honky, and they got paid for it. But yeah, things in true confessions are generally not real. In general. So, Laverne well, defending it as genuine, kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, she would think that, but it ain't real.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's get, all. There, there's. The, yeah, it's like reality television.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's only kind of vaguely sort of real, in a way. <laughs> Dear true confessions,
1: the, <laughs> I never thought this would happen to me.
0: <laughs> well, it's not quite penthouse, but it's close. I was going to say we get one of my favorite squiggy lines here. You're having yourself a leisurely fruit fight while the talent show goes gently down the toilet.
1: <laughs> down the toity, I think, specifically. Yeah. Um, oh, man.
0: Oh, it 12. I think it's says 12, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then that whole bit where they try to Americanize this song.
1: Oh, I know. Oh, God. If only I had to listen to America. America. If only I listened to the American land of the free. The it free. needs a little work. It needs a little work.
0: <laughs> to me. To he. <laughs>
1: Um, and I think it's kind of, kind of cool. I, I really love that. This is such a, you know, we, we talk, we, we gripe on this a bunch, but the gang against something, a universal yes. enemy, you know, I, yes. I don't know. It's like, maybe it's the final fantasy fan in us. We like seeing the whole team getting together and defeating Sephiroth,
2: you know?
0: <laughs> I just love that in general. I love that as a theme. Yes. I love it when they team up to defeat a comedy, but I love it in Honeymoon Hotel I love it here. Uh, I love it when the big enemy is the man, so to speak. The enemy is the man versus uh, it being Lenny and Squiggy or it being, uh, yeah, they're even, even it being their own new demons, in a way. So I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's
1: it's really cool because it's it's a you know, and, and there's ways that they subvert it. I know actually rather soon we get to see an episode where this concept of them against the world gets subverted in a nice way. Yes. But uh yes. but this is a very yeah, it's a it's a great way of I think getting us on the side of these characters and also in yeah. this ca- case you're seeing the reactions to the situation. So you have this problem of okay, we need to make this American. We gotta get into this, you know, Americanism uh sort of thing and patriotism. And how do we do that? And they all are coming up with different ways. Like like Frank coming in, it's like great Italian ladies of America, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I love how Shirley gives her speech and how she realizes they're all yes. Americans. And I love what yes. is it yes. they? Uh, it's like Italian, Italian, I, you know, ger- German, uh, Polish,
0: Polish. <laughs> they, they hate the same time. They
1: hate, they hate, hate the, the Irish. Irish. <laughs>
0: they hate the Irish. Her, because they all walk out on her. They all oh, walk yeah. out on her mid-speech. She's like, "They need the Irish."
1: Yep. Oh, totally. Uh, um, but I love that. But again, it inspires Laverne. Laverne is inspired yeah. by this idea, and she's the one. That, so they, they kind of all, they all sort of collectively figure this out. You know, that yes. that's an element. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom even pointed out that it became a pilgrim bear instead of yes. a Russian bear for Milo. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. yes. Milo and Bernice are. Uh, uh, she's just Milo. We only see Milo from here on in. Milo, all done up as a pilgrim. Frank gets dressed dress up like Uncle Sam. Lots of shiny stars and stripes. And we get to hear the story of American history through the eyes of Benjamin Franklin. He's well, it's not, it's not really Benjamin Franklin. It's, uh, well, it's my father history. Well, history. Uh, old, it's man like,
1: hi- old man history. I have it written down. Old man history and little Lenny. Oh, <laughs> oh my.
0: Um, his oh, my. He's very flat. Oh, my. killed me every single time. And it's just great. More strikes!
1: That is why I had to make a GIF of that immediately.
0: Uh, uh, I still have that on my hard drive. Have, I'm going <laughs> to use it whenever I can. I love the silverware. Civil war.
1: <laughs> the silverware. Oh, the silver war. The
0: <laughs> uh, well, even all the women dressed like fools, time marches on.
1: <laughs> and I also love the self-deprecating bit of, uh, and we wrote it, so you should all be able to understand it, which is a wonderfully, it's a self-deprecating line, but it's also the great little bit of commentary. Like this yeah. whole idea, like I'm kind of curious of your take on this because, so we figured this episode's around like 1962 and it's like, I, the timing of it is interesting. Cause I like, I wonder if there was someone in the writer's room that's like, if this is in 62, this is a time when Americanism was rampant in the older set. And Schatz is an older guy. This is a guy from, yeah. you know, we figure probably in his late 50s, early 60s. And yeah. so that would mean the dude was born in like, you know, 1900, 1915, maybe. And yeah. so, you know, it's it's just interesting to posit all of this. But yet there's also the the sort of caustic remarks of how things are, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, done.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The boy's native cynicism, or Squiggy's native cynicism, in specific, gets to leak into the scripts. That's really fun. Of course, and then there's also the immortal line, shut up, ladies and gentlemen, shut up. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, you you we're not quite at the point where the civil rights movement has gained a lot of public traction. We're going to get there, though, because 63 like sixty-three, sixty-four is when we start. That starts becoming a thing in the media in public consciousness we don't have uh the hippies yet questioning authority questioning the right the uh authorities and the government yet
1: yeah the the civil rights movement is known but it hasn't like fully exploded yet
0: yeah 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 yeah, where we are uh i think in the around in the uh Kennedy's not dead yet, obviously. We skipped Kennedy's assassination. Right.
1: And and, uh, let me look up the... uh... Okay, Bay of Pigs will have taken place, but the Cuban Missile Crisis hasn't happened yet, or it's just about to.
0: Yeah, I think we skipped the Cuban Missile Crisis entirely. Okay. In the time skip, I think. I think that gets lost in translation. I think, yeah. So we kind of get that post-bicentennial fever... That happened a couple years, a few years before this episode aired. Uh, it's kind of like a weird time for them to go super patriotic. You think they would have done this, you know, in season two, because that would have been like more topical. It's more bicentennial. It's more
2: mm-hmm.
0: look at America. Aren't we proud, Americans? That would have that kind of time wise. That would have worked better. But otherwise, uh, I guess within the scheme of the show, shots is just you know this old-fashioned dude uh, who thinks to himself well i made it this way you all should be grateful and proud that you're americans living in america probably his pov yeah so i can see why that's why he went with this theme that's why he thinks this theme is a yep. great idea
1: yeah that's what it feels like but um but yeah i mean i, I really like the whole the showcase they do is awesome the costume changes are yes. adorable
0: Girls look amazing.
1: David steals the entire scene. Yes. Even the gams of the gals can't distract from how yes. good the boys are, and David especially. Yes.
0: Yeah. David nails line after line after line after line in this episode. He has so much fun uh, just uh, playing out Squiggy's uh re- disgust at the ridiculousness in fun of him, basically. Exactly. Until he finally gets to rock out. Mm-hmm. Was it a catchy little war? Michael does get some good lines.
1: <laughs> yeah, Michael does. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, like, there's. I, I mean, I'm, I gotta put this in a compilation somewhere. The first war was so good. We decided to hold another one. We called that <laughs> World War Two.
0: Was it a catchy little war?
1: <laughs> it's such a blast, and it's it's vaudevillian. There's a body, all American fancifulness. Um, yes. Yeah.
0: The girls work their orange tossing into it.
1: Yes, and then the, oh, drumming so with the good. oranges. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Frank gets to play the trumpet, which we didn't know he could do
2: mm-hmm. for this episode. So oh, good. Oh, it
0: was a lot of great stuff. Um, and then I love the line. Was it the Cold War? Not even warm.
1: <laughs> when we landed, when we was it the was it the uh, was it the the space launch or some? I can't remember what the context of the. Uh, uh, yeah, they mentioned the uh, reference to the space race.
0: Yes, they reference the space race. They reference. Um, what else, what else did they reference that I feel they also they else they, they reference but uh it's of course the greatest invention the greatest event in the history of America is the rock and roll Woo. everybody yep. gets to rock out and the girls get to wear great gold May bodysuits
1: mm-hmm I think Cindy gets to take it so serious and it's exciting and yeah. intense and just that little bit too much
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember what Penny said, like I've said, mentioned before, that Cindy absolutely took her singing on the show. Seriously, he took uh, vocal lessons mm-hmm. so that she could do this well. Yep. And um, that ultimately is uh, what occurs in this particular episode. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. The hurrahs especially. The Hoorah.
0: You know. Hoorah. Hoorah. Yep. Men will shout. Shout. And- <laughs> And oh, all goodness, again.
1: the um, and as mentioned again though, yeah, when we get the big explosive finale, rock and roll, you know, Cindy taking it seriously. My other yes. note is that Penny gives Laverne the sleazy, fun, completely unhinged rock goddess sort of, you know, swagger and and shimmy and the way she spins yes. the microphone and it's
0: yes, it's
1: fucking yes, magical. Yes, yes.
0: Absolutely, uh, gosh, yeah, it's, it's terrific. It's absolutely terrific.
1: Yep, it's yeah, it. it it's interesting it's definitely American in the strange way not just like in the mythology just like in the personality the, self, the, the and the, I love and I actually love how the self-deprecation is very mid-century 60s and it's kind of scrappiness you know this blue-collar scrappiness yeah. I I'm yep. surprised this episode doesn't get referenced more often both by the fans yeah. and even by people who casually watch yeah, the show Yeah
0: Yeah uh, I don't know I think people find uh among the shot's talent shows I think people either find the girls Calypso numbers number or the wedding of Jack and Jill more memorable. Hmm. I know, and the boys' numbers. The boys' numbers obviously, right, right, like almost supersede the show as a cultural moment. Right, it's just stuff that people absolutely remember.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Spinal Tap.
0: Thank you, Spinal Tap, for everything. <laughs> like even though beyond people looking at uh, Lenny and Squiggy as a, a precursor. So spinal tap. Um it's also a moment in the cultural zy so people go, Well, I only watch Laverne and Shirley for Letty and Squiggy and forget the girls. You get that yeah. sometimes.
1: Oh god, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're recording this in July of 2020, uh, 2021 and we've yes. been seeing a lot of that talk on Twitter and our our friends have been kind of going, Uh, kill me. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it's... <laughs> Because that's the thing is, I mean, we obviously we are more invested in the show, but it also is like if you watch an episode from the first like four years, four or five years of the show, like you can't disregard the girls. You're not just watching it for Lenny and Squeaky. They're a great part of the show. And some of the best yeah. material is from them. Yeah. Yes. But they are the the soul of the show is, is Laverne and Shirley. It is their sisterhood yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all yeah. of that, which is why this episode comes together so well. It's, you know, it's total fluff. But it relaxes yeah. and puts on a great damn show yeah. because yep, yep. everybody's in in together and it's probably because yep. of the spirit of Laverne and Shirley themselves that comes to Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The show falls apart in season eight because we lose major characters. The wheels come off because it needs all four of the characters. Really is why. Right. They try to spin off Lenny and Squiggy like four different times or something. Or on there. There was one pilot that actually managed to be filmed. And apparently, according to Eddie Mecca, who was there at the time, uh, it was all frosting, no cake. The boys are the frosting to the cake that is Laverne and Shirley. The boys and the other girls are just a pile of frosting. And that's according, That was according to Eddie.
1: Yeah. and I, he actually I, went
0: to the pilot taping. The
1: right. And so, that makes sense to me. Like, I can totally yeah. see that. Because I, 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 yeah. I love Lenny and Squig, but it's like... <sighs> You'd have yeah. to do a lot of work on those characters to really flesh them out into being the leads yeah. of the show, like just as characters, as actors, they would have been great. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but it, yeah, it was missing. It would yeah. have missed something. And as I think Honestly, you're right, there's there's like a balancing act within yeah, yeah. within the show like this.
0: Honestly, the boys get there more by like season six, season five, even the at season six, season seven, even by the end of season five, you're gonna get a lot flushing out with Squiggy and Ronnie. Honestly, like. All they needed was uh, a little more depth, even though the boys were very resistant to adding depth to them because uh, they laughed at the idea of adding depth to the Lightning Squiggy characters. Of, at least back all the way back in like seventy uh, eight, and that we OE interview we interview that they did. Oh yes. yes, they did an interview with we we we. <laughs> yes, the nudie magazine. We. Oh uh,
1: wait a minute. Hang they, on. You, can, you can't. You can't say. Idea. You can't say that name. Nobody says we. I thought we've watched EGA on MSC3K. We know
2: this.
0: Oh, no, I says we. You can't say we. <laughs> okay, among all of the girls' outfits in that talent show, which one's your favorite?
1: Oh, that's tough. I love the uh, the the Civil War dresses, and I do love the Revolutionary War um, kind of uh, um, almost like can-can dancer ones with the yeah. really leggy like stockings and heels. Yeah. Those are really yeah. cute. Um, the yeah. the gold uh, the the gold print you know type um, thing for the rock and roll is really cool though. It's very cool in a very yeah. like almost anachronistic um, yeah. material sort of way because admittedly there was yeah. you know definitely some wild rock and roll outfits in the sixties that yeah. were like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. it's very seventies. It's very disco.
1: It's very yeah. disco. Yeah, I was thinking like that would be like I could see like Blondie or The Runaways wearing something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Sherry Curry, who've uh, rocked that outfits back in the day. But for me, it's actually the nineteen forties outfits with their huge perms. And I keep looking at them and wonder how long it took to get those, either those wigs or get their hair set and then uh, unset. Yeah. Because I I sense that the uh, hair for uh, this episode was what required um, reshoots or uh, parts were filmed later. I
1: suspect those, those were wigs and depending yeah, on the complexity possibly. and depending on the complexity of the cap, uh, that would be the main thing is how fast they get it. Cause obviously the whole performance yeah. isn't done live in a single set, you know, cause they would have yes, to, yes, yes. yeah, that's take after take basically of those different segments. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm not surprised. That's the one you went for though. That's, that's actually, that's really cool. But yeah, those were great. Those yeah. was cute. Um,
0: yeah, the cute, I like those.
1: Yeah, the I guess what it is is just the the outfits are a little too uh, busy for me, and yeah. I'm not a big fan of that perm look. It just always yeah. comes off as, like, kind of the way that, like, when you saw the I Love Lucy episodes or Lucille Ball yeah. stuff in color in the 60s and 70s, where yeah. her hair was, like, frizzy and permed to the point of comedy. Like, yeah. it it comes off as a joke, not as, like, cool and attractive and awesome, you know?
0: Yeah, well, well eventually, I, I think Penny got a perm, like, in the 80s. So this is kind of like presaging her real life chair <laughs> choices. I'm going
1: to, I'm going to, I'm Googling. I'm Googling. I'm going to use the Google. Uh,
0: it was somewhere around when she was on David Letterman, I think. I think.
1: Uh, I can't find any of them. I can find, I can find Sally.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And of course we get that awesome tag scene where Milo beats the hell out of Mr. Shots, but not really. It was applied. It's why it, he eats them. Yeah, he he
1: yeah he eats them. It's and yeah, that's what
0: he's, I. He's dead now.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> it's cool, and and you know, and and at the end of this episode on YouTube, future me will put up a you know, Matt, you know, Mister Shots, blah 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 to 1962. We'll we'll come up with a we'll come up with an age for him.
0: Mm, good beer, <laughs> damn good beer. All,
1: sorry, damn. all of our beer is American.
0: American! American beer from America!
1: Yes, there you go. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, there's not much else note-wise to really cover. The uh, So I know we mentioned Chris Thompson, Jules Wick Notes. I'm actually... I should have clarified before we started recording. We are actually going to cover those next week. Uh, because it's the same writer-director pair, and it's a bit more significant to ha- cover it on that la- that one, because it will be uh, Chris Thompson's last episode. So uh, mm. so that's in terms of behind-the-camera notes, that's the last one to mention. Uh, there is also Valerie Armstrong as Bernice. She had a really varied career. Uh, it's kind of a bummer, as you pointed out, Bernice only shows up for that one scene in the beginning that she's kind of gone. Uh, she was one of the Angora Debs in Bridal Shower.
0: Oh, yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of recognize them that I think about it.
1: Yeah, a super varied career. She was even in a Paul Bartell short film in the early seventies. Uh, oh. But she had like a recurring role in the Funny Face TV series. Um, she had a role in the soap opera Santa Barbara. She has a walk on bit in Pretty Woman, and even has a little bitty, little bitty bitty part in uh, Mouse Hunt. So. That's kind of cool oh. that her career got these nice little waves and, and circles and stuff like that. But anyway, so, um, but yeah, so that's the only thing actor wise to note, because we already talked about William Sumper, uh, Sumper uh, earlier, but yeah, Joel Wick, Chris Thompson will be covering them next week. I promise it will be worth That'd it though. Cool.
0: That will be very, very cool. Okay. Yeah. It's time to rank.
1: You go first. Okay.
0: This is a solid 8.5 for me. Damn good concept, uh, damn good music. Them Against the World, love it. Nice. It's worth it. It's worth it for the performances alone. You're gonna have to understand that there. You're gonna have to understand that with the uh, Shots Talent Show plot lines, there absolutely is no plot. As soon as you accept the fact that there's gonna be no plot, no character development, and this is just a talent show, then. You know, you'll enjoy it you'll like go and enjoy it so this is one of my favorite ones the
1: show exactly it's it's the cast getting to have fun being the characters yes. and living them all out and when we get to next week's episode that's a lot is a little deeper and a little you know stronger in that regard but it it's sort of like i don't think the episode that's coming next would be as strong without getting to watch this one first you know think of it like the you know we already yeah. made the cake and frosting yeah. analogy this yeah, is yeah. The, this episode's the frosting it's really sweet. It's really sugary. It's delightful. It's colorful. Yes. It gets you enticed. Yes. And then the next one is going to be the hearty like cake. It's going to be the yes. the filling.
0: Yes. 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 Next episode. Ironically in this episode order is very much a cake. Uh, it's actually bread. It's um whole wheat bread. It's sustaining and fulfilling. And yeah. we get major character developments. Hmm this upcoming up the next episode
1: yeah like a it's like cinnamon a cinnamon toast uh it's like yeah like a like a nice buttery cinnamon sugar toast or um yes,
2: indeed.
1: yeah you get your your oh, jelly your, yeah there you go it's like bread it's bread yeah hey f- future yeah. me put it put it put up put up the it's bread from silent hill 3 for us thank you <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, for me, I you need to give your rating. I know, I know, yeah. Uh eight point five as well. I think I'm gonna give the same. It's it's uh it's actually wow, it's the first time we've had the same number in a while. Yeah. But yeah, no, I this absolute delight. Lots of laughs, lots of great little bits, lots of great acting. The performances are amazing, you know, amazing. Totally a must see episode for the season. Um definitely, you know, like all the other talent shows before it, one of the strongest episodes of the season, yes. one of the strongest episodes of the yes. show. Yes. Also, my God, Penny's
0: legs. (laughs) You could just kind of do nothing during most of that performance at the end and just look at her legs. They're good legs. (laughs) They were good legs. They were good legs indeed.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) All right, then.
1: All right, cool. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you again, everybody, so much for joining us and putting up with our madness a little bit. Uh, but if you would like to know more or like to join us on social media, you can find us at night after night PC on Twitter or night after night pod on Facebook, Tumblr, WordPress, Patreon, or YouTube. We um, we also would just like to wish you well and hope that you have a wonderful day and that you'll join us for any other shenanigans that uh, are here to be in the future, dear. So, um, hang on, uh, we gotta. I think for next week though we have something to do. Um, hey, is this on Definitely testing? testing. T- test, test. <laughs> Lisa, is is it is this thing on?
0: You are indeed audible, Chris. And in the next episode, the gang undergoes psychological testing. Will they reveal their secrets to the company psychologist, or will they manage to completely conceal their unusual quirks? This is testing, testing.
2: Hmm
1: yeah well it's uh yeah well it's it's, it's, i guess we'll just have to see it i I hope nobody else kind of figures out our quirks in the process but oh god who am i kidding oh geez we're doomed oh wait oh no i said the quiet part out loud oh no uh i'm gonna run off the episode now.